Yo, yo, check this out. This out. Previously heard. Previously heard. Good Hope FM. Let's go. And joining us on the line, we do have a CEO of the Coastal Control Board, and that is uh, Mr. Calvin uh, Gilfallon. Welcome to The Great Drive, Calvin. How you doing? Hi, Casey. Uh, very well, thanks. And uh, hello to you and hello to uh, Tamara and your wonderful listeners at the uh, radio Good Hope. And speaking from the castle of Good Hope, what a coincidence. Abs- yeah, right. <laughs> speaking from the castle of Good Hope on Good Hope FM. So quick, quickly, do you think, before I get into all the other questions we have with regards to the yeah. castle, do you think the castle of Good Hope should be compulsory for all miners in Cape Town, in South Africa, at some point in their life, they should visit it. What do you think about that? Yeah. Not only miners, also majors, also octogenarians, because if you really want to delve deep in our heritage, in our history, then after Van Riebeek's castle, uh, you know, uh, fort that was close to the Grand Parade, every major event, every process, every building, every decision has been taken between the seven, sorry, the, the five walls of the Castle of Gudo. Wow. So, so, so it affects everybody's life. I mean, we're talking about Shaka Zulu. What is the new thing called now? The new movie that they shot? Uh, Shaka Ilembe. You know that whole battle of Ulundi in Isundwana was planned from the castle by the by the by the British governor. So I can go on the Khrut trek. You know the great trek, the the Khrut trek. Yes. And Adam Tas, that was orchestrated from the castle. So no. it would be a great sin. And and I'm saying this with uh, much respect because our the castle history is checkered. It's it's there's a good, the bad, the ugly, the sweet, and the sour. Mm. But you can't disconnect. Uh, you know, uh, you know each of the sixty million citizens of South Africa from what happened be, be, be behind those walls of the castle. So let's let's talk about the, the beginning of the castle. Why was the castle built? First of all, and, and I spoke about the fort at, uh, you know, close to the at the Golden Acre, you know, the Golden Acre in that corner of the of the, of the the Grand Parade. Mm. That was built by Van Riebeek in 1652, but they underestimated the weather of Africa. So so there was there was a lot of uh, construction faults in the fort. The fort then couldn't hold, and they identified the castle as the best spot because it was close to the Fresh River, it was close to the Commissar River as a halfway point for the many ships that uh, that was uh, venturing around the Cape into the east for the spices to fill up the you know in fresh water. So yeah. so from that point of view, the castle was built between 1666 and 1679, yeah. and it was uh, and it was built as a fort, as a garrison, as uh, almost like a mall. If you go to the to the uh, the, the the mall at the waterfront or the, the Cape Gate Mall or any mall that's close to you, a yeah. Vanguard Mall, or whatever, the castle was actually one of the first malls built 357 years ago. No way. Yeah, Milier. <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It was also a mall at some point. Yes, because there was, there was, the chemist was there, the, the, you could buy wood there, you could buy medicine there, you could buy food there, you could buy wheat there. Everything was run from there. So the entire city, the, uh, if you look around in your studios, uh, can you say, yes. the entire city developed around that castle. So it was, it's almost the, the, you know, in terms of colonialism and apartheid planning, it was almost the epicenter from which everything, the churches, the buildings, everything, the harbor, everything developed around that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. When I think about it, 
the castle is positioned perfectly in front of Table Mountain. Yes. It is positioned. Is the castle positioned in the center of Cape Town? Oh, yeah, and in the old center, what what has happened? Because of the location to Table Mountain, eh, the, the relative location to Table Mountain, all the fresh water streams that you see, the 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 um, beginning of those streams are there. But it's almost that they came down in the in the different gorges and they flow they flow you know the rivers flow on. Now, can you see most of those rivers you don't see because they are channeled. They are under us. So there's there's million kiloliters of water that flows underneath the castle, underneath the city, into the sea. And in a sense, the, the, the Dutch planned the entire city around that midpoint. And of course, now the center has moved around there. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I'm getting an awesome history lesson right now, live on The Great Drive. So, I mean, you've spoken about, you know, the history. Let's talk about, you know, with regards to the heritage work you guys are currently doing right now. If I am a parent and I'm thinking right now, my child should go to the castle. What do they see? What do they get taught? Yeah. Now, now 15 years ago, if you asked me that question, I was not privileged to work at the castle. I would say it was teaching a history of white civilization of mm. of white colonialism to mm. the white child mm. so the black child the the the, the calvin uh, the tamara and the casey would have found that there's very little connecting them to the heritage of the castle because it was a deeply colonial uh, story that they told or a military story or an apartheid story mm. but but what we've done 10 years ago the board took a decision with the ministry and all partners to reposition the castle to invite the malay choirs to invite the minstrels to invite mm. the koi and the san people to invite Nguni people. So if you go into the castle now, you are greeted now not only by a blank space, mm. but a statue of King Ketuayo, a statue of Doman, the first freedom fighter who fought against Van der Beek's uh, expansion, uh, King Langalibalele. So you will find that, and those people are not put there because they don't belong there. Mm. They are there because they were incarcerated at the castle by the colonialists. So we're trying to open up. So there's a Kamisa Museum, there's the Cape Heritage Museum that won a big prize from the National Council uh, last week. So it's about inclusivity, it's about the shared history, because there's no way that 60 or whatever, 100, uh, you know, Europeans could have built a massive structure like that. Mm. They should have, the, 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 the uh, slaves should have built that, the indigenous people wow. should have built it. So when we talk about collective history, we need to be inclusive, and that's certainly what, as a, as a public servant, I'm trying to do, is to include you know, our, our collective history. So, so, because at the end of the day, all of human, humankind, all of civilization, all of biological life evolved from the African continent. Yes. So why should we have an exclusive approach to, to humanity and not, not cover all of those, whether you identify as Prosa, as Kiswati, as Cape Malay, Beautiful. as uh, Afrikaner, all of those stories should be mm. told at the castle. And, wow. and not at the castle, only everywhere. Wow. Calvin, I can tell just from this phone call how passionate you are. It, it, it's so refreshing. It is Thank you, Munir. Thank so, you, Munir. So refreshing. And you know what? For those looking for more information with regards to the castle, do you guys have a website that we can check out? Of course. We might be 357 years old, but we are in the 21st century technology. Don't worry. So it's mm. www.castleofgoodhope, one word, 
If they go in there, they will also be. Yeah, they can also then go to uh, some of our virtual tours. They can go into the Kamese Museum, in some of the other museums, and and, and eventually we, we we evolve as we go. So people are now also doing virtual tours of the castle. We also had people with um, sight problems. You know, I don't want to call them blind people, but people with sight. They're going to develop a a virtual route for us that if there's a blind person or partially blind person or a visually challenged person come there, they will be navigated on 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 a, on a on cloud through that castle. So, so yeah, really, we're yeah. taking the taking the castle to the people in many ways. Yeah. Absolutely, and continue to do so. We'll be in support of you. Thank you so much Thank for giving so us a moment of your time. I'm going to come to the castle. I'm going to give you, yes. Jason. Listen, we're going to give Calvin a come. call. <laughs> we're going to go hang out at the castle for a bit. I want to be yes. at the center. Of Cape Town, if you know what I'm saying. You get me? You're most welcome. You're most welcome, Casey. Thank you, Ne. Cheers, Thank you for me. Thank you, Casey. Bye. Bye. Guys, I did not know half, no, 75% of those facts around the mm-hmm. castle. And there's so many more. Whoa. Cape Town, do you know what you have? I think we've actually opened up a can of worms here. This should be mandatory for each and every South African to experience. Not just on a vacation. Learn about where we come from to figure out where we're going. Wow. Feel it. For more, for more. Tune in to goodhopfm.co.za. It's all you need.